Hello, hello, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music by Jasula. Find out more about her at jasula.com. Uh, and today with me, once again, we have uh, the crew from Tor. I'll just play their intros real quick. Oliver, they, them. Uh, I'm an editorial assistant over at Tor. Renata, senior marketing manager at Tor. Uh, she, her. And I'm Rachel, a marketing manager at Tor. Also, she, her. Absolutely thrilled to again have them back. This is part two of a multi-part series of playing the game Thirsty Sword Lesbians with this group. If you have not heard part one, uh, you should listen back to our archive, um, which is found wherever you find podcasts of Gameplay Radio, uh, because it's um, an ongoing story about three fantastic individuals of just swords and lesbians and all sorts of being gay and doing crimes uh, in space. And it's a fantastic game, which was created by Evil Hat Productions and with the creator being April Kit Walsh. Thanks, April. Uh, and it's just a lovely game. And this is the second out of those three. I'm very excited. I am thrilled to be playing this with the group of Tor because uh, they are a book publisher of science fiction and fantasy titles, uh, including most recently a lot of titles that represent characters on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum. So they're really at it with making um, science fiction and fantasy a space that everyone can enjoy uh, for every number of reasons. So um, very, of course, always thrilled to have them here. I've had them talking about books that they've been publishing recently because I just think it's kind of interesting to hear what's up. Uh, so I'm going to ask them again to talk about another one of the books that Tor is publishing right now. What else are you, are you guys publishing? What do you want to talk about today? So uh, one of the books that I, I know that I, I've been talking a lot about like great books with queer content in space to sort of stay in theme of their great game. Yeah. And so uh, one of the ones I'd just wholeheartedly recommend uh, that I worked on uh, last year, I believe, but time is very confusing, is uh, Max Gladstone's Empress of Forever. Uh, oh, so it's probably 2019. But uh, an amazing... <laughs> space opera and you know lots of being gay and doing crimes in that one so what makes it a space opera see that's like oddly complicated but um <laughs> Oops. we're talking about an ex <laughs> it's somewhat of a controversy in the genre occasionally oh. but um it's you know an expansive story across space this isn't um, you know, one, the story of one planet, this is the story of a, like, journey across the galaxy, um, to try and Dang. save the universe, so, you know. <laughs> Broad yeah. scale, many characters, big yeah, states. Big ensemble. Mm. <laughs> mm, yes. Ensemble. <laughs> ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that term. Well, there you have it. Another uh, a space opera to read. You know, maybe after you finish, you're so excited that you, you know, sing from the heavens yourself about it. Who knows? Well, exciting about that. And um, 
we should get right into that gameplay because that's how we do that here. And that's what these series are about. So with uh, these lovely folks, we're going to be playing this game of which they have created uh, these characters, which they've done a little bit of an intro of before. And we're just going to play that again. So you remind, you remember um, who is who. So here's that really quick. So my character is Ivy, uh, she, her, she is a nature witch, a plant geek baby gay. Uh, my character is Tide, they, them, um, from the Beast playbook. They are a mountain during the roaming phase, 100 or 200 years, when the heart of our mountain is carved out by an incoming tide and the mountain can wander until they decide to settle back down again. Uh, my character is Braxel from the Scoundrel playbook. She, her, they, them, they're not precious. They are somewhat of a shimbo thembo pirate. Okay, but before we go into uh, what they're up to right now, um, of course, we have a couple of promos that we also need to do, so let's do that really quick. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City and check out a live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. on Instagram.com slash cityrunningtours. Please, for the love of God, wear a mask if you do this. Also, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community in promoting the literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community and to make shows and games like mine. Hey, please help by pledging whatever you can. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org/donates. Great! Now we have all of that, you know, out of the way. We've done everything here. We know who our characters are: Ivy, Tide, and Braxo, and of course their lovely uh, Captain Denise Bycross, who they picked up during a Rebel Supply and Rescue mission in a previous previous episode. Uh, who used to be a member of the Void Legion and has since become a bit of a cowardly person who's trying to learn how to be gay and do crimes. And at the moment, the four of them have made their way to a galactic fencing tourney taking place on the water planet Samea, which is run by basically waterbenders. And this fencing tourney is uh, a competition to win an ancient titan sword uh, that was discovered in a planet's watery depth. And um, it's, it's a fantastic event that's as much a fashion show as it is a performance show as it is a fencing tourney. And uh, there have been a lot of attractive people there and um, a lot of past business that is being brought up specifically for, uh, at the moment, Captain Denise, because uh, 
her previous commander of the Void Legion appears to be there. Uh, that is uh, Commander Francis Khan. And in reaction to that last time, uh, with the help of Ivy, who uh, Denise is looking to for help, I, they dressed uh, Denise up in a widower's outfit that can still be fought in so <laughs> that uh, she's not recognized. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, Braxo basically became smitten at once, smitten at first sight with um, another uh, dueler in the tourney named Nena Hamena, who uh, is a woman of many knives. And they had a little flirtation. And then Tide met uh, Carthaga, the omnipresent, uh, who has an impressive number of muscles. And Tide definitely and went out of their way to tell them so and is watching them battle as we speak. So that's kind of the setup for what's going on right now. Uh, so uh, everyone is scattered about a little bit. Carthaga the Omnipresent is putting on a very impressive show. It seems that uh, as they're battling, their voice gets like lower and lower and um, they are basically like swinging their sword and going ching and there's like a lot of like sparks flying from the different swords as they're like fighting each other and sand is flying everywhere from the dueling pit and it's um a very impressive battle and there's it's a lot of like blocking and swinging but uh as you as you watch them battle uh you can tell that Carthaga is clearly gaining ground on this other opponent who is losing a lot of energy and is getting more and more tired each time they try to block one of Carthaga's incredible swings. And uh, it only takes a matter of time before Carthaga's opponent is kneeling on the ground uh, with their sword, in, like their sword tipped down into the sand in a gesture of surrender. And, you know, everyone kind of claps a little bit and then uh, Carthaga pats their opponent like on the head, like they're there, and then hops out of the ring. <laughs> and that's kind of like the action on that part. What are you all up to right now? Just after witnessing that um, uh, exhilarating display, like Tide is quite happy and has little um, seedlings sprouting across their scalp. Um, That's cute. Yeah. Uh, I think they're gonna wander around and like uh, appreciate like the variety of people who are here now or beings who are here. Great, yeah. I mean, there there's all sorts of beings. You see some with many tentacles, uh, some who um, have snakes for hair, some who have more legs than arms, like <laughs> some who like seem to be like conjoined which is interesting and also just some very attractive people of all kinds it's a really impressive bunch um as they see more and more uh variety uh and get more and more comfortable tide is gonna get a little bit taller a little bit taller a little bit more obviously made of stone uh, a couple of people are um witnessing this display and like trying to make room <laughs> um it looks like impressive the, uh... aren't they braxo like <laughs> finger gunning and trying to wingman but terribly <laughs> 
even the the water bending Sumerians who are holding this um, beautiful glass building up um, against the 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 water, you know that it's resting on, are um, like keeping an eye on uh, Tide as they wander through. What's everyone else up to? Um, <laughs> I mean, if if Braxo will fight, if that's the thing to do, or like go to the nearest karaoke bar, if that's the thing. To do. <laughs> um well so you did say that you were signing up for the for the for the tourney yes braxo definitely signed up for the tournament um so that they can impress nenehimena in the tournament primarily (laughs) right um so uh, yeah i i i think you are about to go into uh, a duel of your own. Um, you head up to the fighting pit. You um, look across the, um, you look over at who your opponent is supposed to be. Oh my God, you recognize this person. Describe <laughs> one ex? of your exes for me. Oh no! <laughs> All right, um, uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna say it's one of the ladies with snake hair. Um, and she is, uh, six feet tall, snake hair, very, very lithe and skinny though, like, cause her body's a little snaky too. Um, and also, uh, just very, like, in their willowiness, they, they also dual wield. And I, uh, (laughs) met them, hmm. I'm going to say I met them on a tournament on another planet and we fenced each other to a draw and thought that was so great that we immediately started making out and uh, (laughs) scandalized the tournament, the tournament people. And they, in fact, canceled the rest of the tournament because (laughs) on that particular planet, the public displays of affection were not allowed. Um, pronouns she, her, it sounds like? Yeah. Okay, and, um, how did it end? Like, how, how, like, why, why is she an ex? I'm gonna say that, um, because of who Braxo is, things got, like, there was a little bit too much emotional connection, and Braxo panicked, and was like, the rebellion is calling, and then ran away. So, uh, Braxo ditched. Uh, yeah. Do you have a name for her? Would you like me to name? Uh, uh, I'm like trying to think of something C because she's a skinny snake lady with snake hair. Um, <laughs> nope, I can't think of it. Um, what about Selen? I like it. Good. All right, so. Uh, you look across and you see Selen, who uh, looks at you with, and she has the, these, uh, her like all all the snakes in her hair, all the hair that is her snakes. All those eyes are looking at you, babe. <laughs> um, all of them are looking at you. And um, Selen like smirks a little bit. And then almost as if like she doesn't really, she has no urgency and then she like casually makes her way like climbs down into the fighting pit and you see off to the side uh nena standing there um playing with one of her uh 
mid-range knives, like, and it has this like long needle tip point to it. How are you feeling right now? Um, I think Braxo has a lot of X's. And I think Braxo is actually mildly excited because it was so awesome fighting Selin last time. <laughs> like, like, she should be a little bit more embarrassed, but instead, she's like, I... <laughs> like this is gonna this is gonna be a really flashy fight for Nana Nana. <laughs> okay. okay, so you're so you're entering in and um Selen, uh smiles at you and and um says So it seems like you've recovered from your cowardliness from the last time we met. Oh I you mean because the rebellion needed me. Yeah, yeah. Called back to Haven. The worst. Duty. Am I right? Oh, isn't it just the worst when your excuses don't seem to work the way you want them to? Honestly, babe, it wasn't you. It was me. <laughs> yes, clearly it was. <laughs> but it seems you've it seems you've already found your next person. She looks up at the, uh, at Nena, who is, like, kind of watching eagerly at this point. You know how I feel about knives. Ah, uh, yes. I, uh, I know how you feel about, uh, sharp things. I say that we should put on quite a show. Show them, show your friend who they are really dealing with. And okay. she pulls out both of her swords. Like, she does one of those cross, those cross moves where she, like, reaches on, like, opposite sides of her hips and pulls them both out. And uh, I, they're both, I fan, like... I theatrically fan myself. <laughs> she rolls her eyes a little bit, and the snakes shake their heads. Like, shake, shake their little snake heads. And you notice, like, her, her swords are different than the last time that you saw them. Because, well, before they were maybe, like, more kind of simple, like, sharp blades. This time, um, they are these multi-pronged things that seem to have, like, more, like, grip and tear to them than they used to. Hmm. Well, that looks painful. <laughs> and you do all. Um, so you guys are, are fighting along. Is there anything that you want to do while you're, uh, a fighting? Uh, I want to, like, put on a, like, a good show for Nana Jimena, since just they're watching. Okay, so you're, you're trying to, to fight, and, um, I... Look good while doing it. <laughs> so, so, so you're, you're trying to put on the show, and as you're doing so, uh, Selen is getting, is getting more and more frustrated, and she says... Will you do nothing? Will you not pay attention to what's in front of you? Aww. That's sort of sad. <laughs> um, now I feel a little bad. Uh, I will turn, I will, I will turn and give her an amazing fight. <laughs> okay, so. At some point I'll try and do a flip. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, what are you hoping to uh, like specifically achieve from this fight? Well, uh, 
I, I would like to win so that I advance in the tournament. Okay. And and also impress Nena at the same time so that eventually we fight. Okay, here, here, here's the way I, I kind of see this going down in terms of the battle because uh, fighting is like, fighting is when you seek to incapacitate someone with violence and that's certainly like part of the deal. But I've been kind of interested in seeing if it's more like a, a, a battle to conditions where it's like you were no longer capable of concentrating on the fight. Like it's more of like a, that kind of a thing instead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think sensing that uh, she might be kind of angry and my wanting to win more than I feel bad about what happened between us, <laughs> um, I might like taunt her a little bit till she's like too angry to fight well. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that definitely works and um, she is in fact pretty pretty dang angry yeah in response to like that anger like as she as she gets angrier and angrier um she is in like almost a like a bid to like humiliate you she starts cutting at bits of your outfit so that like you look like more and more tattered like you 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 lose some of the belts you start losing some of the the, um... I'd like to use my move rip. <laughs> what is <laughs> my, my move rip. rip? When you take or narrowly evade a physical blow from someone dangerous to you, you may declare that your clothes were damaged and are now and you are now practically indecent for the remainder of the scene. Anytime I roll high, uh, I can declare that somebody has a crush on me and me and. Uh, Yes, that's just, you can declare the like. So I can okay, give somebody so, a crush on me based on my ripped clothes because I'm practically indecent. Okay, so you're gonna roll now. <laughs> yeah. What do I roll? Um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's uh it's for it's just me saying that like every time I roll now, if I roll a ten plus, I somebody new has a crush oh. on me. <laughs> okay, so um, I can do this. I can do this to multiple people. Okay, like, I, see, I can make multiple people have a crush on me. Amazing. Like, okay, I can, like the, the more I, the more my clothes are ripped, the more everyone is falling in love with me. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so um, well, that has clearly uh, backfired, but you are now um, <laughs> being more and more scantily clad by the by the moment. Uh, can I can I declare that Nana Jimena has a crush on me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have to roll for that, don't you? Well, I, I was like, if my clothes are being ripped and I can't do anything about it, I can mean, I roll? Can... can I roll fight to avoid getting my clothes ripped? <laughs> um, you can roll maybe like Grace. Hmm. Grace guess... is my best stat. <laughs> Yeah, but with, with fight, that's when you seek to incapacitate someone with violence. Is that what you're hoping to do here? I'm trying to think of, like, what I... I'm trying to think of what I oh, Like, are you be. trying to end the fight, or are you trying to, like... Maybe what I want to do is, you know, the, my move, the heat of the moment, um, when you taunt someone into doing to something they want to do but find unwise, roll daring. And I'm going to say, with me, saucily, barely dressed what <laughs> um uh maybe um what's sort of selling one i don't know never mind i can't figure out what this what the snake lady wants 
I mean, you could also you could also roll to figure a person out that is a move. Oh, I could roll to uh, repart. I have repartee, and I get to know the answer even if I fail. So that's fun. All right, uh, I will roll to figure figure her out. All right, roll plus wit. <laughs> What'd you get? Six. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I, ro- I, I rolled mean, a five. Yeah. I have plus one in wit. I'm like in the stands. I might want to give. Hmm, can I do emotional support? Uh, emotional no, support only works one. if uh, if the person you're giving it to has a condition, which I don't. Okay. Think like unless you want to give emotional support to uh, you know Selen, who is very angry right now. Nah, nah. I think Selen's fine. <laughs> Oh, maybe I should have tried to give emotional support to Selen. <laughs> that's what I, I, I think tried. That, I think that takes more of like a special moment to give emotional support, but that's all right. Well, um, I'd be like, "You deserved so much better than me." That's like, wait, I'll feel better about it. <laughs> hindsight. We'll, 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 hindsight. We'll see if we get there. Yeah. Um, but in yeah, the meantime, we'll if you rolled below a six, um, you yeah. do get a point of experience. So mark that. And if you get three, you get to advance. So congratulations on getting on failing at getting a point of experience. <laughs> um, I did not. I did not figure selling out though. <laughs> our brief, our brief love tryst all those years ago did not give me enough insight. Although I do have repartee. When I figure out a person during physical conflict, I can ask one of these questions even on a below six. Yeah. So you can ask that anyway. The, the two questions I have were, are what would make you run away with me and where did you learn to fight? So uh, I'm not sure either of those. <laughs> we're going to attempt a distraction to be like, oh my gosh, new swords. Selen, where did you learn to use these new swords? This is so fun. <laughs> so, you're tr- so you're thinking like, so like, where did you learn to learn to fight? You're trying to, and you're trying to figure out a person. So, um... You see that Selen kind of says, well, when you have nothing else going on, you tend to focus on the things that you are capable of doing. Um, And she's, of course, saying this while she's, like, fighting with you. So the implication is that she is... She got them and she learned to fight with them because she's been hyper-focusing on her work. Aw. Selen, you can rally again? You are so hot and good at fighting. You will, f- you are gonna fight someone way better than me. <laughs> That's for damn sure. That is. Why don't you roll for fight to see if you can like end this battle? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. All right. I'm, I'm uh, also figuring this out. Plus, uh, plus one. Fo- I'm gonna take my plus one forward on this because winning the fight would impress. <laughs> Then hit meta, I assume. Okay. <laughs> At least my character assumes. So do I roll grace or do I roll daring? Uh, you can choose. Oh, I'll roll grace then. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that is a nine. Okay. So uh, you can choose two of some options and my pom- and I, Selen, is going to choose one. So the options you have with a nine are you can flirt, um, inflict a, convi- a condition, create an opportunity for an ally or take an object from your opponent slash seize a superior position. Uh, wait, sorry. I'm going to look at the conditions that I could. Um, I'm assuming uh, it's angry, frightened, guilty, hopeless, insecure. Yeah. 
gonna say frightened because that because uh, I'm like we've been fighting a while and she did not realize that I have also been training okay you can pick another one too so you can choose two I'm trying to remember what strings give me because I do mm. it gives you like influence over the character in a way I feel a little bad about that so I'm going to seize a superior position Okay. So I, would like, I don't want to flirt with her. I've already messed up her life enough. Okay. Selin is going to um, create an opportunity. For an ally. Uh, <gasps> is she cheating? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind. It makes my it will make my eventual win even more epic should she cheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, all right. So <laughs> you do you do this, and we'll say that uh, you seize the superior position in the battle um, by kind of like getting the upper hand, parrying her her pronged swords, and then um, you flick the condition frightened on her through your advances, even while like you know very like exposed at the moment with like your like you know outfit very ripped up, and she's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And uh, he. <laughs> She concedes the battle and you like leave the pit, but uh, as you're leaving, she um, she basically says, Have fun with your new pets, you rebel scum. And she says it loud enough that uh, the void legion person who is nearby hears it. Rude. Now I don't feel guilty at all, Selen. <laughs> Uh, Selen's uh, I... already gone. She's still scared of you. <laughs> I'm gonna say, when she says that, I double flip her off, and then, like, my tattered, like, uh, shirt that I'm wearing, I just, like, I just, like, pull the rest of it off, <laughs> and I'm, like, walking around in my bra. <laughs> Amazing. Well, so you're wearing your bra. And, yep, um, a bra, and well, I was wearing a leather jacket, so I'm just gonna say I kept the leather jacket on, but now <laughs> I'm wearing a leather jacket over my bra. Powerful. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a move. And pe people are like, are very impressed. Some are like, are muttering to themselves now, being like, oh my goodness. Um, Nana is, <laughs> Nana has a big smile on her face. I wink at Nana. She just keeps smiling back. And in fact, as she, as she walks over, she, she says, well, it sounds like you are um, part of the rebellion. I mean, <laughs> secrets out, I guess. Normally I keep a lower profile, but I can always change my hair due tomorrow. I mean, if you're a rebel, then how could you stand being in the same place as the Void Legion? I plan to humiliate them all in the dueling, in the dueling pits. I'm gonna use a string to try to, because so, Nana has a string on you, and Nana she is does. going to use the string to offer you an experience point to go fight the Void Legion person, like right now. Uh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't even I don't even go back to the ship for a new shirt. I'm going now. 
I, I blow a kiss at her. Take my XP. Uh, <laughs> so I've got two. <laughs> and um, oh. I will immediately go challenge Commander Francis to a duel. Okay, so while this is going on, Captain Denise is over by Ivy going, what is it? What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? What, Ivy, what is she doing? Honestly, I never, I never tried to think too much about what they're doing because I probably will get lost and not understand and they will, they just, they, too chaotic, too chaotic to follow. So you're just letting this happen? I'm not going to try to interfere on this. I don't, I don't think it'll help. Um, Tide sees what's going on, comes over to, um, Ivy and Dennis, um, now would be a perfect time to go uh, stab vital pieces of that ship from the outside. Ooh, good point. <laughs> I like the way you think. Let's go stab something. <laughs> this is utilizing Braxos. Braxos meant to be utilized as a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go stab a ship, I think, right? Let's go. Wow. Okay. So you're going off to, to stab the stab void leaks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're you're going off to the to the to the void ship. Captain Denise is only happy to leave with y'all uh, because <laughs> she's like, I don't want any part in this. Actually, no, wait. First, before she does, um, as you guys are going, she says, No, but wait. Like, is is Braxo really going to fight and kill her? Because I don't I don't know if that's such a good idea. I don't think kill is the rules yeah. here. Um, incapacitate, humiliate, yes, but humiliation Gone. is more Raxo's style. Mm, yeah, I'd not say. murder. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, we didn't murder you. You had a chance. That's true. Okay, well, um, hopefully that will be okay. Alright, uh, let's go. Let's go stab the ship of, uh, Francis. Um, and, and they y'all head on off. I mean, I don't think you're gonna just get on the ship easily. Like, you gotta figure out a way on board. Um, I, Denise, is there anywhere? Um, I'm I'm pretty strong. I think I could like tear open a portion of the ship, maybe. Um, is there somewhere that we could like stab into, and it would like get us into a part of the ship less uh, heavily monitored? Um, it's grounded, I mean... which is unusual for it, of course. So. The midsection of the hull is usually just for uh, like cargo, so I mean, it should be fine, I think. Okay, um, let's go stab that. Ivy, let's sounds go. good to you? Sounds great, I'm all for, for stabbing the ship, let's go. Okay, as you go to do this... I've forgotten the widow garb. <laughs> yes, she is, she's still in the widow garb. <laughs> she, she is and she's looking very like uh but... <laughs> I guess are you just I mean the ship like are you trying you have to like are you trying to destroy it from the outside like you're gonna have to fly to your ship with like space out there like the ships aren't docked inside oh oh ah uh, mm. I thought they were docked they're they're like docked but like with like a port like it's like this orbiting like you know how that like with um like actual like ocean ships how when they go to a dock they literally just pull up to a little like board it's like that but in space 
Um, mm. So it's like a little, it's like a little like transport little vessel that kind of orbits the planet, and um, people will kind of pull up to these like these kind of docks, these like long metal tubes that attach to like the side of the ship or wherever the door is. Um, then you open up, you go through, you close off, you like, like it locks the ship in place into that little like porthole area. And then you, um, take a little transport ship down to the planet. Are there any transport ships that have, that are on the surface still that we could hijack? Well, there are transport ships there, but there are of course, you know, uh, Samaian people who are standing there. You know, one of them, one of them comes up wearing their leg long, like blue, these like, you know, sea blue cloaks um, around their frame. And um, he comes up to you and he says, uh, ex- excuse me, are you, are you here to return to your ship? Why, yes, we are. We'd like to go back mm-hmm. up to, I'm going to look at Denise for the name of the ship. Ah, uh, uh, yes, it's um, the Legionnaire number 72. That one. Yeah. And he says, oh, yes, uh, do you have your registration for that ship? I'm patting my pockets. Um, ooh, I think I may have dropped it back um, back on the dual floor. I know I have an extra back up at the ship. Um, I'm on a bit of a time crunch. Could we go back up there? I could get it to you on the way back. I mean, we the, the standard protocol is that we need to have like proof of, of ship ownership otherwise it could be chaotic and uh, the last thing we we need here on the planet of Samea is to uh, be involved in 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 more destruction if people lose their ships especially you know that one yeah no definitely makes sense um you know how the void legion is i mean he's like coughs like what are, <laughs> what are what are you saying about the void legion what is the void legion like um um but nothing um, okay, uh, this is extremely rude. Um, okay. I was going to take the inconvenience as just, um, you know, nothing personal, but now I see that you are not fond of the Void Legion. Um, I think we're gonna need to see some action to, uh, show that the Samayans, um, aren't hostile to the Void Legion. Uh, that seems like... I'm gonna be reporting back up to, uh, back up to my superiors so oh god uh samayans uh yeah well this is that's the whole reason of being here so if we see that the samayans aren't uh neutral or friendly to void legion it's not gonna be good oh okay all right fine um all right fine uh we'll 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 take you up and i'll just uh i'll just i'll just let me know when you're done thank you okay and uh y'all make your way up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to to the the legionnaire ship yeah so so now now you are i guess up onto the ship and you kind of board in um and it does seem like there is some crew aboard okay i want to take out the weapons <laughs> okay going immediately into battle um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and everyone on the ship like starts like pulling out their swords. Captain Denise is trying to like calm them down as like all of this is going down. Um, back over to Braxo. Braxo, you're storming up to our person to Commander Francis. Yes, I I am. I'm walking right up to Commander Francis, and I'm like, 
Hi, Braxelarian Sola, Rebel Pilot. You know what sucks? The Void Legion. And you know what? I take off, I am wearing one fingerless glove on my right hand. Ooh. And I slowly pull it off and I toss it at her feet. Oh. Oh. The, the commander looks at you and uh, she's wearing, of course, this, again, this like, you know, uh, very dramatic, like dark, like black and red cloak with these like red tights and this black tank top. And she has, you know, the, the laser, the laser blade by her side. And she um, says, my friends, as this is a place for fighting, I dare say you've picked the best place to have such an insult, but I hope you understand that we will be keeping record of everything that is said to us here. Oh, good. I would like this on record. And <laughs> I flip her off. <laughs> she pushes you. She she does she does one of those like shoulder push things. She just pushes you and then she pulls she pulls out her laser blade like in the middle of the crowd. And a bunch of people are like, oh, and um, the the Simeon um, organizers are like, wait, no, stop. Um, and yeah, she's she's going in for a fight. She's just very skilled, like very fast with her blade as she's fighting. Ah! <laughs> nice. This will be fun for me. <laughs> um, I am going to... Well, firstly, I think I'm going to attempt to figure out a person again to see if I can learn any weaknesses on Captain Francis so as to make my duel easier. Okay, go for it. It's actually a seven list. Okay, you get to ask two questions from a set list, uh, and then um, I get to ask you one. Okay, so I'm going to say... What do you hope to get from this tournament? Because that's like a broader question that I would love to know. <laughs> okay. So you, you infer from like the dramatic nature of the commander's actions that uh, she is trying to put on a show of intimidation and force. She, she's looking to intimidate and impress the people around to, about um, you know what happens to those who insult the Void Legion. She's making an example. At least in this moment, she's making an example. But it seems like she's like like she's performing. Gotcha. Okay, I think the other one. Oh well, there's a how could I get you to? So how could I get you to surrender? To get her to surrender, she, it doesn't seem like she even is paying that close attention to you as like a person like it doesn't seem like she cares who you are so in order to get her to like pay attention to who you are as a person and surrender you get the feeling that she uh won't stop unless you uh, it, you need to make it worth it for her like pro like provide some sort of information for her something that will like distract her from the idea of battling Oh, well, I'm not going to give her information. That seems like a like bad rebel <laughs> rebel strategy. So I guess I'm just going to have to kick her ass. <laughs> okay, but now I get to ask you a question. Yeah, cool. <laughs> what do you love the most? Oh, a hard question for Braxo. 
What does Braxo love most? I'm gonna say flying, like flying the ship. Which is a sad answer because it's not a person. Wow, well, that is sad. Like here's how like I'm imagining this going. You are doubling down on the uh, the battle here, like seeing oh like I can't like like how am I supposed to get out of the situation? No, I'll just fight. And um, as as you're as you're doing this battle, um, uh, the commander who's also trying to read you and kind of gets the sense of uh, you really just kind of being this chaotic entity who just likes to do stuff especially with like that you really love to fly maybe from like the from like the outfits or, or something yeah she's like it seems like you're just in this to play i don't think you understand what you've gotten yourself into life's a game babe okay uh and then in the meantime like in the legionnaire's ship um Ivy and Tide, uh, and also Denise is there. As you enter the ship and are drawing your swords against uh, those who are still in the Legionnaire ship hanging out, um, they see the three of you and are getting ready to engage. And then um, Captain Denise lifts up her veil and everyone's like, Captain! And they like, you know, suddenly are like, you know, lowering their swords a little bit of backing away. and. Uh, Captain Denise says, "Yes, that's that's right. I have um, I have returned." The and the the um, people go, "What what do you mean? Like what's what's going on? Like we heard you had disappeared in the in the in like during like the battles like you know a couple of like weeks ago." And uh, Denise says, um, "Well, that was because I was trying to um, apprehend these yeah these like prisoners." So, take them away, Ivy and Tide. Do you willingly go to the prison hold? I guess we need to figure out if we, like, trust Denise or if we think she's stabbing us in the back. You can try to figure someone out. Yes, I would like to do that. You actually have a string on Denise, I think, because you and her have some sort of thing going on. So if you want to, you can spend a string to gain a plus three to your roll. If you want to. Or you could hold on to it for some other reason because there you can use a string to also influence influence the person you like have the string on. No, let's figure it out because I'd rather know if we should like just go along with it or if we should be like trying to make a break for it. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so you need to roll your two six-sided dice, add your wit statistic, and if you're spending that string, add three more. So lots of math for you. So then that is going to be 10. Great. You may ask two questions now or later. Ask a question and save one. Ask both questions now. It's up to you. Does the person like have to answer truthfully or anything or? So you're not literally asking Captain Denise these questions. You're kind of asking, you're kind of asking yourself and then assessing how you can see that in the character and I answer in the like with the idea that you are inferring the answers from uh, her body language uh, and you know you can just call it like intuition okay gotcha thank you maybe uh, what are your feelings towards me and Tide okay you're watching Denise's body language 
and it seems that her feelings towards uh, you and Tide are like you still you still believe that she likes you and that she likes Tide, but you're kind of getting a sense that she is struggling with that a little bit. Like she definitely like she feels those, but it feels like she might be trying to ignore it a little bit. Hmm. Okay. So I guess my second question would be how could I get you to help us get out of this and get out of here? It seems like she is at odds with something within herself and that she needs she needs a place for reassurance and maybe a place to be honest. Like it seems like what she needs is a place, like a way to come clean. I'm just trying to figure out what to do from here. I mean, I was gonna, like, I'd be interested in flat out, like, calling her out in front of the people, but I don't know, like, a more compassionate way to do that um, than just being like, hey, this person betrayed you. Yeah, because she's struggling. I don't want to, like, entirely throw her under the bus. Right, right. I mean, if you start going along with them, we could then, like, we could be asked. We could ask to be escorted by her, like you owe us this honor at least, or something, and then like talk to her in the hall. Yeah, I'd be down to try that. It would be two against one. Then we could always knock her out and run if it doesn't work. Okay, great. Well, uh, in that case, um, you make your way. You demand this, and um, Captain Denise uh, nods and nods to the guards, and they. And nods to the other uh, crew members of the Legionnaire, and the Legion members salute and step back, and uh, she leads y'all down into the, into the the depths of the ship, and uh, now y'all are walking together in silence. Um, just as a side note, Tide has now shrunk back down in size, no longer comfortable, and tears are starting again. Oh no! No. Yeah, how are y'all feeling? Oh, no. Let's let's check in. I mean, I I am confused because I like Denise a lot, and I don't want to like throw her under the bus. But also, like, but what if our what if our love isn't true enough for her to help us out and to get us out of here and to like truly turn her back on her past? Well, y'all are walking together. Did you want to say anything, or otherwise she's just gonna lead y'all down to the? Uh... I mean, she's leading y'all down. <laughs> she's leading y'all to the to the prison hold. So. Um, could I try, could I do a heartstring move and try to entice her? Tell me about that. Um, it says when you appeal to someone's physical or romantic sensibilities, roll heart. Yeah. How do you appeal to her sensibilities? To be like, hey, I mean, I really like you. I think we had a good thing going and like... I just want to check in that, like, if you if there's anything you need to get off your chest and, you know, tell me or tell both of us, like, this is a safe space for you to give us your... <laughs> Stop laughing, you're not... <laughs> it's not a safe space for uh, Ivy and Tide, but yeah. <laughs> but if she's, if she's the one just struggling, like, yeah, 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 yeah. this will be, like, the the space to, like, come clean and tell us what's bothering her, and then, like, woo her back to our side, and we can, like... God, that is I such love a... I the ship up. 
<laughs> blow the ship up and get out of here. In the okay. belly of the space empire. This is a safe place. <laughs> in the midst, doing the best I can. In the midst of in the midst of um, confusion and danger, Ivy opens herself up with sweet words to Denise. Even as Denise seems to be betraying them, and roll those dice. Let's see how you do. It's the dice plus one for uh, heart. yeah, plus your heart statistic. I just rolled two sixes, so it's a thirteen. Whoa! <laughs> Thank God. Amazing. I know. I was like, I'm gonna get like a two or something. I'm like, this is not gonna work at all. Okay, but yeah, it's a thirteen. Congratulations! So you get a you get another string on Denise. I spent the other one's gone though, right? Because I spent yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you spent yeah, the okay. other one, so you're back at this is just one string. Denise gets to choose one of a couple of different things. They're like the three different things are like get flustered and awkward, promise something they think you promise something they think uh, that you the roller wants, or give in to desire. And um, I think that uh, Denise is going to. Give in to desire. Hey! Yeah, uh, Denise is going to give in to desire. And it's interesting because it's like romantic desire. It's not physical desire. So I, I, I'm enjoying the use of, the, of this, using this word this way. Um, so, right. So she gives, so she, she hears these, these kind words and, um, you see her shoulders, her shoulders kind of tense up a little bit, but she kind of sighs and she says, look, look, I, I, I do like you. I do. But I also, Commander Francis was my whole world. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't like if, if she's just going to be everywhere that I go, I don't know what else to do except fall in line. Like, how else am I supposed to, to, to escape her and her existence in my life? Y'all, is it bad my first thought went to murder? <laughs> no, I, mine too. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, I was I, like, like as blow a... up the ship. It's not bad, and I don't know if we have, like, earpieces, but if you want to tell Braxo she needs to escalate from humiliation to murder, that's a thing you can totally tell. That was one of my first be like, blow up the shit. I mean, listen, I'm not going to stop you from saying that if you want to say that. That's not my role. Tide, is that too dramatic? Is blow up the ship too dramatic, or should we blow up the ship? Um, these are space fascists. Let's blow up the ship. I think the I realize the, I I realize think... the fraught aspect of this in that we're reforming one of them, so are the others able to be reformed? But I don't think we have time for that. I think we can. <laughs> Pull the, the fire alarm first if you're worried about it. Or <laughs> make an announcement. Anyone who decides to join the rebellion right now, <laughs> go outside. I, mean, I am still <laughs> very much in like completely disabling the weapons capabilities of the ship in some way. But Francis isn't on board the ship. 
Francis is currently in a duel with Braxo. They're on top of a table, I think, at this point. Sure, yeah. They're they're y'all are on a table. Yeah, y'all are on a table fighting with like the the sound and the sparks of your swords like bouncing off of the the glass ceilings and floors of this uh, impressive building. And uh, the Samaian people are uh, starting to try to calm the crowd down. And uh, it seems like they're bringing in people. Um, and um, that's going to be the end of this episode. <laughs> oh! <laughs> So that's the end of the hour. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. We tried to get there. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, If you guys want to find out what happens next, you're going to have to listen to uh, the next episode of Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, This one and the one that happened before this one, uh, you will be able to find on our archive uh, which you can find anywhere you find podcasts uh, if you want to follow the tour group and tell them how amusing they are as being um, spa- gay space pirates. Uh, you can let them know at tour books or elsewhere. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time, everybody. Goodbye. Oh yeah, also, you know, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye. Bye. <laughs>